Living Hope is a church striving to become a 21st century apostolic church. We are founded upon the belief that the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God. We believe in the Great Commission, and we are endeavoring to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, mercy, and truth. Listen in as we share the Word, and that, through Jesus Christ, hope is alive. Genesis chapter 1, we're going to take it all the way back to the beginning. Amen. I was reminded of a story of Vince Lombardi, who, when he began coaching a team one particular year, came in the first practice and got out of football and just said, gentlemen, this is a football. He took it back to the very basics. He said, if we're going to be a championship team, we got to get back to the basics. And I, so today I want us to get back to the basics. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1. In the beginning, God created. Tell the person in the car next to you. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created all of our faith. Everything that we do is based upon those five words. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Moving down to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. One more time, tell the neighbor in the car next to you, God made man in his image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And today I want to preach to you on the hopefully, Lord willing, last Sunday before we are able to be back in the building together again. On this thought, a question that I want to ask this church today and every individual that is gathered in this parking lot, the question is this, made in whose image? Made in whose image? Amen. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, that God created the heavens and the earth. Then it continues in verse number 2 to tell us, that this earth that God created was without form and it was void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Jameson Fawcett Brown commentary of the Bible says it this way. That upon this earth that God created there was confusion and there was emptiness. And then beginning with the moving of God upon the face of the deep. We begin to see the creative power of God at work. The remaining chapters of Genesis Chapter number 1 and chapters 2 declare the powerful work of God in creation. God moves into a climate of chaos, a climate of confusion and uncertainty, an environment where nothing is clear, a time of lawlessness and absence of boundaries. And then God, the Bible says, begins to create. 
God begins to speak and light appears out of darkness. God begins speaking and water flows. God says, let there be and dry ground comes together forming continents. God starts talking and trees start growing. God begins speaking and flowers begin budding. God opens his mouth and the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air are formed because God stepped into chaos and uncertainty and God began creating. And then we come all the way down to the crowning jewel of all of God's creation. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 where the Bible says that God made man. And the Bible says that when God made man, in His, he made him to be in his image and in his likeness. I don't know about you today, but I was made in the image of God. Amen. You can choose to be whatever image you want to be, but I was made to be in the image and the likeness of God. That means that there are certain attributes and qualities about me that God intended them to be Christ-like in nature. That there are certain qualities about me that God said, I want them to duplicate and replicate the qualities that I possess as God. I was made with the likeness and the image of God. The Bible says that after he made this statement, that he made man in his likeness and his image, that he turned to man and gave them dominion. That means that God gave you power and he gave you authority. That when you realize you are made in the likeness and the image of God, it comes with the revelation that I have dominion. It comes with the revelation that I have power and authority, that he has put all things under my feet. I was made in his image. When I began to think about the prevailing circumstances that are described in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. That King James Version that says it was a time where the earth was without form and void. Other translations and deeper study would help us to understand that this was a time of uncertainty. It was an atmosphere of chaos of ambiguity and confusion. Nothing was certain. Nothing had any boundaries. Nothing had any definition to it. It was just chaos and uncertainty. And as I began to ponder, Brother Wilson, this atmosphere and this environment, I began to understand that it was a lot like the time that we are living in now. A time of great uncertainty, a time of questions uh, that outweigh answers, uh, a time of ambiguity where I don't even know what tomorrow holds. Uh, and I thought when I began to read that Genesis uh, chronicle of the creation of heaven and earth uh, and how God stepped into chaos and confusion, I thought much of this present time that we are navigating. A time when the entire world that we live in seems to have been slipped off of its axis. The laws that used to govern and bring order to our society are no longer in place. What used to be the uncertainty of months and years, it used to be that I didn't know a few months from now or maybe a couple of years from now, but now I don't even know what today, let alone tomorrow, hold. The confusion and the chaos that prevail in palpable is palpable and it leaves us searching for answers and wondering what is really going on. And the experts are telling us that we must adapt to this uncertainty. That we must adjust to the confusion and the chaos. They have provided to us a new vocabulary, new words that have been added to our, our vocabulary. 
They provided these new words that will help us conform to the virus that has wreaked havoc upon nations and destroyed societies. Terms like social distancing, terms like tracking and tracing, terms like shelter in place and the new normal. These terms are being introduced as the answer for the epidemic that we are facing. That we are stepping much like God did in Genesis 1 and 2. We are facing chaos and uncertainty. Uh, and the experts are saying the answer, child of God, is you just have to adapt to this uncertainty. Uh, you just need to add these new words into your vocabulary so that you can conform to the chaos that is around you. We're just going to have to adjust to these changing times. And I know that this isn't a new revelation today. I'm sure that you all have heard it by now, but the word corona is, in its original text, a Latin word that means crown. It is the symbol of a king, a king's power and a king's authority. You see, corona has become the king of our society. Corona moved in with its chaos and confusion, and the entire world began adjusting to King Corona. Corona swept in with its uncertainty, its chaos and its void, and instantly the whole world started adapting to King Corona. Governments have adjusted. Economies have adapted. We have adjusted the way that we do church, the way that we do work. We have adjusted where we eat and who we eat with. Why? Because King Corona has stepped into the building. But I have just one little problem with this philosophy. In Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 are not the account of the God whose image that I was made into. When he stepped into chaos, he did not adapt to chaos. He did not adjust to chaos. He stepped into chaos and began speaking life. He stepped into chaos and began creating The God that I was created in the image of did not adapt. He did not adjust. But my God created in the presence of chaos. And the war that we are waging right now, people of faith, every Christian in this parking lot, every follower of Jesus Christ, this is not a battle over whether you wear a mask or not. This is not a battle over whether you wear gloves or not. This is not a battle over whether you maintain six feet from me or not. But the war that we are fighting is a war that will determine whose image you were made in. Were you made in the image of the Almighty God or are you being created in the image of King Corona? Because Corona says you must adapt, change your vocabulary, change the way that you live your life. Corona says adapt, but let me remind you that Corona is not the king because there is a king that is above that king. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Let me introduce you to the almighty God, the one who sits on the throne. And when earth is gone and heavens have a good, no longer there, he will still be on the throne. And this king that I preach to you today, he has never adapted. He has never adjusted. He has always been a creating God. Not one millisecond in eternity, not one millisecond since the worlds were framed, has God ever been found in heaven wringing his hands together 
anxiously wondering, uh, how am I going to adjust to what the devil has brought my way? Uh, What in the world am I going to do to adapt uh, to the way that sin is wreaking havoc on humanity? Uh, Can I tell you that God is not wringing his hands right now? Uh, He is not trying to figure out how to adapt the church. uh, But your God and my God uh, has always been in control. See, it comes down to a fundamental principle because there are some folks that are misguided. They think that Jesus, God robing himself in flesh and coming to dwell among us, uh, was God making an adjustment. That when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, that God said, I better come up with another plan. But let me introduce you to John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. John chapter 1 verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. Jesus was not an adjustment by God. He was the plan of God from the very beginning. Revelation 13 and 8 tells me that Jesus was the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. My God is not an adapting God. He has never been an adjusting God. He is a creating God. He is a making God. And I was made in the image and the likeness of him. Somebody you ought to be giving praise to God right now. If you were made in the likeness and the image of God, you were not called to adapt to Corona. You were not called to adjust to Corona. You were called to create. The God whose image I as created in did not adapt to chaos and uncertainty. He stepped into chaos and uncertainty and he began creating. The greatest ability in the midst of chaos and uncertainty is not the ability to adapt. There are some that can't even get to that point. They just fold in the midst of chaos and uncertainty. But the greatest ability in chaos and uncertainty is not the ability to adapt, but it is the call to create. I know some of you are getting nervous right now. Some of you are getting nervous because the reckless banter of this preacher doesn't mesh well with the paranoia of the talking heads on your favorite news network. But hear me out before you leave this morning thinking that I'm calling this congregation to rush out and and be reckless in our behavior. But from Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 to the very end of the account of creation in Genesis chapter 2, there were two distinct creative actions of this Almighty in whose image I was created. So I believe because I am created in the image of God, there are two distinct creative actions that we as followers of Jesus Christ are called like in his likeness and image to follow. The first we find in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, and I'm going to put the emphasis on the last sentence. The Bible says that when darkness, the earth was without form and void, darkness was upon the face of the deep. And here it is, and the Spirit of God moved. Everybody say, God moved. Not an adjustment. This wasn't checkers where the 
the other opponent made a move and he had to move to adjust. No, God moved into chaos and God began a creative move. God began to move and take action. God stepped into chaos and said, darkness, I don't adjust to you. You adjust to me. I'm not here to take orders from you. You're going to take orders from me. I wish somebody would roll down your window and tell your neighbor, don't just sit there. King Corona says you better shelter in place. Now, again, don't leave yet. I'm not done. You better shelter in place. Don't move. Don't breathe. Don't sneeze. I've read in some counties across our nation that governors are letting churches get together to worship, but they're telling them you can worship with one stipulation. No singing is allowed. No, no singing. You can't have worship singing in your services. King Corona says, no action. You got to sit there. You need to just shelter in place. But let me remind you the God in whose image you were created in, that our God did not shelter in place, that our God did not sit there, that our God didn't just hide away in the corner and adapt to darkness, but God moved. Now, this sermon that I'm preaching to you right now is broken into sound bites and taken out of context. I might be in jail before the sun goes down. But hear me before you call the authorities and report me for being a troublemaker. God moved, but he moved in wisdom. He moved with purpose. He moved in a way that would create and sustain life. Listen, the reason that we're doing things the way we're doing in wisdom is because it's one thing to just say we're going to have church, but, but after we do that, we still have to exist in this community. And so we have to move in wisdom, and we have to move in purpose. God said, I want to move in such a way. In fact, the Bible says, uh, one translation says, the Spirit of God hovered. I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't God didn't come in like a hurricane. And began moving. God came in gently. God came in peaceably. God said, Corona, you're not going to limit me. You're not going to contain me. But I will not be held down. But I will move in purpose. And I will move in wisdom. We create. Living hope we create by moving forward. We must move forward. We cannot let coronavirus paralyze us. We cannot let the kings of this world paralyze us. But we must move forward in wisdom. And so we are going to open the church up next Sunday. But we're going to do it with wisdom. We're going to abide by the guidelines that have been placed by the governor. We're going to have service at less than 50% capacity. We have sought consultation from a professional consultant that specializes in sanitizing and disinfecting. And we have spent more money than I've ever spent on cleaning supplies to make sure that we are doing things the best we can to give you a sense of safety and security when you come back next Sunday. We're going to clean and disinfect before and after every service that we have. We are going to move forward, but we're going to do it in wisdom. But we must move forward. Let me further expound. There is a difference between moving forward in wisdom 
and operating in fear. Here's a good test. Somebody might say, well, pastor, how do I know if I'm just sheltered in place and doing nothing and going nowhere? Isn't that safe? Well, it may be safe, but it may be fear that's motivating it. So how do I know then, pastor? Pastor, next Sunday when it's time to come to church, how do I know if I should come or not? Well, again, if you're at risk health-wise, you probably shouldn't. If you have a fever, let's move forward, but let's move forward in wisdom. But here's a good litmus for you. Everybody listening? Wave, turn the windshield wiper on some of you. All right, listen to me right now because I'm going to help some of you. Here's a good test to know whether right now what you are being motivated by is fear or wisdom. You ready? Turn your TV off. Stay off of Facebook. Get off of ABCDEFG.com, whatever your favorite one is. Get off of it. No intake of news for a week. Some of you just started shaking. And instead of digesting all of coronavirus, King Corona, and what King Corona is telling you how you need to adjust and adapt, instead of intaking all of that, I want you to spend the next week in prayer and fasting. No Facebook. No TV. No internet. And get in the throne room with the Almighty King. Listen and see what God has to say about it. And if a week from now you still feel like you should stay in your home, then you stay there. If a week from now you think it's safe to shelter in place and never go anywhere, then you stay there. But if it is a spirit of fear that's been limiting you, that spirit is going to be broken. And you will realize that God is in control. I got one honk somewhere back there. Now, some of you have already turned me off. You can literally right now. You can turn your radio station off. Sometimes when I say that, it's figurative. But today, you can really do it. How can you ask me to stay off Facebook, Pastor? I need to know. I need knowledge. I need to know what people are saying about President Trump. I need to know what people are saying about Nancy Pelosi. I've got my crowd that's giving me the information that I need. I need my network to tell me how I should be adjusting. You were made in the image of God. You were not called to adjust. You were called to create. So shut it off. Some of you won't even consider that. You're in the same trap that Eve was. Because Eve was about to walk away from the tree when the devil said, if you eat the fruit, you'll know. If you eat the fruit, you'll have knowledge. If you walk away, you'll be in the dark. Fear of missing out is what got Eve. And some of you are going to be captive to a spirit of fear because you're too afraid of missing out and not knowing what is going on. But I want to tell you today, the way to know whether you're moving forward in wisdom or you're being frozen by fear is shut off the noise. 
Proverbs 4, 5 through 7, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, wisdom. The Bible says is the principal thing. Therefore, tell your neighbor, get wisdom. Listen, right now, the last thing we need is a preacher who's half-cocked doing a bunch of crazy stuff. We need leadership that is moving forward in wisdom. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given. If you need wisdom, guess what? Ask God for it. He's got plenty of it. Amen. If you're ready to break out of the spirit of fear and stop adjusting to the virus and stop adjusting to what we're going through, stop adjusting to the chaos, then ask God for wisdom, and he'll give it to you. And if you need to stay home, God will tell you to stay home. But if you need to be in church, God will tell you, get to church and stop letting the enemy paralyze you with fear. If you don't feel safe, use wisdom. Enjoy the service online. I'm not going to guilt anybody. I'm going to preach to the camera just like I have been the last two months. I'll just get to to do it with a, a crowd there to help me preach to you. But fear, that's wisdom. Wisdom is asking God, what should I do? Not letting Facebook tell you what to do. Not letting CNN tell you what to do. Not letting Fox tell you what to do. I know some of you right now, I'm like a burr in your saddle. You can't wait to get out of this parking lot. Fear is allowing the enemy to capitalize on your anxiety to separate you from the body of Christ. All the way back in Genesis, God made a statement, it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for you to be sheltered in place away from the body of Christ. It is not good for you to be in isolation. I don't care what puts you there. It's not good. Wisdom will protect you. Fear will prevent you. Wisdom will keep you from destruction. Fear will keep you from progress. Wisdom is an attribute from God. Fear is an attribute straight from the pits of hell. Listen, be very careful making adjustments to the chaos we are in that is motivated by fear. Yes, move in wisdom, but for the sake of everything that is holy, move forward. And here is what every one of us must realize Fear is a spirit, and you cannot compartmentalize a spirit. In other words, you can't say, well, I'm just afraid of coronavirus, but I'm not afraid of anything else, because when fear gets into your world, it gets in every area of your life. Well, I like this shelter-in-place, Pastor. The government's passing out free money. I'm making more money now sitting at home doing nothing than I was working. I'm just going to sit here and let the government bail me out. That is adapting and adjusting to the chaos. You will never be bailed into a blessing. Say it again for the people in the back. You will never be bailed into a blessing. 
The last time I checked, bail just gets you out of prison. Come on, somebody, you will never be bailed into a blessing. You've got to move into a blessing. You've got to step into a blessing. You've got to walk into a blessing. I don't need any free checks from the government. All I need is Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. When God created, God moved, and I am made in the image and the likeness of God. So what does that mean? I'm not going to sit here. I'm going to move, and I'm going to move in wisdom. The children of Israel had to step over fear and move into the land of promise. Joseph had to move out of the prison and into the palace. Esther had to move into the king's courtroom. David had to step onto the battlefield to defeat his giant. And I feel the witness of four lepers sitting around with chaos and uncertainty, the climate of their world, until one looked at the others and said, why sit we here until we die? Let me tell you, Corona Spirit, I am not here to adapt to you. I am not here to adjust to you. I am here to create. Whose image are you made in? If you're already adjusting your life and adapting to King Corona, you're not made in the image of God. Because my God did not step into chaos and change his vocabulary. He didn't step into chaos and stop moving. He stepped into chaos and said, I showed up for one reason, and that is to begin speaking and to begin creating. So let's create an atmosphere of faith. And expectation. Let Sunday when those doors are open, please don't sit back in your corner huddled up making sure nobody walks by you within five and a half feet. Please don't walk into this building and create a climate of fear. I'm asking you to stand on your feet. I'm not going to have church any different than I did before. I'm going to create an atmosphere where God can move. Come on, living hope. We're going to create an atmosphere of revival in this community. We're going to create an atmosphere of revival in our homes. We're not coming next week cowering, shuddering. Adjusting to King Corona. Oh, no, no, no. The devil, you got this church wrong. That's not how we're coming back next week. We're coming back with an expectation. We're coming back expecting a mighty visitation of God. We're expecting a move of God. I wish somebody get out of your car right now and just raise your hands and let the devil know I'm through adapting to you. I'm through adjusting to you. I'm moving into this environment to create. Come on, living hope. We've got enough of us here today. We can create an environment of faith. We can create an atmosphere of revival. I wish I could get a picture right now. Oh, wait, I can't. Hold on. Keep doing what you're doing right now. I just want to get a, I want to get a quick video. I just want to let coronavirus know we're not adapting. I just want to let coronavirus know we're not adjusting to you. Come on, our praise still sounds like it did two months ago. Our worship still looks like it did two months ago.
not adapting. Say, Pastor, what if you get sick and die? Well, I think Paul said to die is gain. Let me tell you, Corona, are you, Pastor, are you afraid of coronavirus? Let me tell you with all honesty, not one little bit. Not even a fraction of a little bit. Because let me tell you, the devil may kill this body, but he can't touch my soul. And I've got a promise of heaven. Come on, somebody. Whose image were you made in? The longer this goes on, the better heaven sounds. The crazier this world gets, the better heaven sounds. I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't mind if Jesus called me home today. I'm ready to get out of this old world. I feel some help in the room. Well, we're not in the room. I feel some help in the parking lot. Come on, live in hope. We're going to create. We're not going to adapt. We're going to create. If the devil has locked you in fear, you need to kick the door of that prison cell down. Come out of that prison and move forward in wisdom. Come on, somebody. We are the church of the living God. We were made in his image. All right, I'm almost done. The second of the creative acts of God. You can stay out of your cars. I like that better. The second act of God in the midst of a chaotic, uncertain environment. We find this act of God declared seven times in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1 and 3, and God said, let there be light. Genesis 1 and 6, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the water. Genesis chapter 1 verse 9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered into one place. Genesis 1 11, and God said, Genesis 1 14, and God said, Genesis 1 20, and God said, Genesis 1 24, and God said, And God said, and God said, and God said. Whose image were you made in? The very words that you speak declare whose image you are being shaped in right now. If all you can speak is fear, you are not created in the image of God. If all you can speak is worry and anxiety, you are not created in the image of God. If all you can do is regurgitate what CNN and Fox tell you, you are not being created in the image of God. I know I'm probably not making some friends right now, but I'm trying to help somebody. The very words that you speak declare the image of the one you were created in. You see, if you want to, you can go ahead and adapt and adjust your vocabulary to King Corona. The buzzwords of this new kingdom that has established itself on earth. Shelter in place. Social distancing. The new normal. And some of you think those are good terms. The devil is a lie. Or you can remember that you were made in the image and the likeness of God. And God didn't show up in chaos and say, let me change my vocabulary. God said, no, my vocabulary is going to change you. God began speaking life. God began speaking life. God began speaking life. 
You can shelter in place if you want to, but that's not in my vocabulary. You can social distance, and I will again move forward in wisdom, but I will not adapt that language into my vocabulary. That's not the God whose image I was made in. I told you, you could take some sound bites and get me in a lot of trouble. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. What you say is creating death or it is creating life. If you adapt your vocabulary to King Garona, you are speaking death. But I, as for me, I was made in the image of God. And I'm not going to talk about death. I'm not going to change my vocabulary. My hallelujah today is the same as it was in that building two months ago. I stand here today and tell you God is still on the throne. Just like I told you three months ago, my vocabulary isn't changing. Second Corinthians 4 and 13, listen to what Paul said to the church at Corinth. And I'm going to break this one down. I'm going to hover over this one for a moment. Paul said, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe, therefore, have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Let me explain what Paul is saying. He said, we have received the same spirit of faith as it is written. It was written. Somebody wrote somewhere, Paul is saying that I have believed, therefore I have spoken. Paul is referencing this someone who said that was David in Psalms chapter 116, verse 10. David said this, I believe, therefore I have spoken. I was greatly afflicted. If you read the entirety of Psalms chapter 116, you will find David is in the midst of death. All around him, death. People dying all around him. David himself is certain he is going to die. In fact, if you, anybody have your Bible with you right now? Open up to Psalms 116 and tell me what the subheading under Psalms 116 says. Yell it out real loud. Thank God for air conditioning. Psalms 116. All right. Thanks. Sorry, that might be what yours said, but I was looking. Somebody else has said what I mine said. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Say it again, real loud. Thanksgiving for deliverance from death. David is in the middle of death. All around him, people are dying. Brother Plager, sorry. Thank you, though. All around him, people are dying. David knows he is going to. It's more than a .004% chance of death. It's likely he is going to die. And David, in the midst of that, says, I have believed, therefore I have spoken. What is David saying? I know people all around me are dying, but I believe God is going to keep me. I believe God is going to protect me. I believe God is my keeper. I believe God is my shield. I believe, therefore, I have spoken. And Paul, hallelujah, Paul, who in his own words, Paul says, I've got the same faith as David. This is the same Paul who would say, I've been beaten with whips more times than I can count. I've spent more time in prison than any other preacher that's out there. 
I faced death again and again. Five times the Jews whipped me 39 times. Three times I was beaten with rods. One time I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. One time I spent a day and a night out, out in the sea with no boat around me. I was in dangers in rivers. I was in danger from robbers. I was in danger in the city. I was in danger in the wilderness. I was in danger by the Jews. I was in danger by the Gentiles. And yet Paul said... I believed and therefore I have spoken uh, that God is going to keep me, uh, that God is going to protect me. Don't you change your vocabulary. Don't you change your vocabulary. Uh, I believe that God is my protector. Uh, I believe that God is my keeper. Uh, I believe that God. Come on, child of God, whose image were you made in? Then open your mouth and say, I believe. I'm not saying to be reckless. Use wisdom. But don't let fear paralyze you. I believe, therefore, I have spoken. You can talk about shelter in place, but my language is, I'm going to shelter in the secret place. You can speak about social distancing, but I'm just going to talk about revival in every nation, in every tongue. You can go ahead and embrace the new normal, complete with gloves, masks, and astronaut suits. I'm serious. If you need to wear them, if you feel, if that's what you you need to do, if you, some of you, I know that you, the wisdom, it's wisdom. Move forward in wisdom, but please, for the love of God, move forward. You can talk about the new normal if you want to, but I'm just going to start talking more about a new Jerusalem, about that new city that John saw coming down out of heaven. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride ordained for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall, listen to me, living hope, they shall be his people. It's not time for a new normal. It's time for new Jerusalem. And he, they shall be his people. Listen, listen. And God himself shall be with them. I want you to know God is with you. If you were made in his likeness and his image, if you could open your mouth today and say, I have believed therefore I have spoken. God himself. Raise your hands with me. Haroko I rebuke every devil. I rebuke every spirit of fear. I rebuke every chain of bondage. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus Christ. You need to open your mouth and say, I have believed. God, a death is all around me. I feel death. But I have believed. Therefore, I have spoken. You shall be with them. Listen. And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death. I'm not looking for a new normal. I'm looking for a new Jerusalem. Because one of these old mornings, and it won't be very long, you're going to look for me and I'll be gone. 
I'm going to a new Jerusalem. And when I get there, there will be no death. There will be no tears. He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Behold. I wonder right now, wherever you're at, if you're out of your car, in your car, I want us to raise our hands together. Living hope, we cannot adjust, we cannot adapt. It's not time to change our vocabulary. It's not time to stop moving forward. It's time to open your mouth and say, I have believed. It's easy to have faith when there's no epidemic. It's easy to have faith when it gets you an extra cupcake in Sunday school. But it's something different when there's a virus and people all around you are dying. When Paul opened his mouth and said, I've got the same faith of David, that God is with me in the middle of this, that God is going to bring me through. around this parking lot wherever you're at come on with wisdom with wisdom with wisdom but I want you to raise your hands it's not time to change it's not time to adapt it's not time to adjust we are people of faith we believe that our God is our protector we believe that God is our refuge and strength we believe that God is our helper we believe that God will not let harm come against me unless it is his will and devil if you destroy me I'm going to a new Jerusalem. So I need somebody right now to stand up, open your mouth, and begin to declare, I will not adapt. King Corona, I do not belong to your kingdom of fear. I'm not telling you to be reckless. Move forward in wisdom. But you need to open your mouth right now and begin to create, begin to speak life began to speak faith. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without really knowing the exact path it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. So be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus.